Everybody, welcome back to another week at Faith Over Fear. Hope you guys are having a good Labor Day. I'm a day late this week, so I'm actually recording on the holiday. I hope you guys are enjoying time with friends and family. Um, I do want to make a quick co- correction from last week. I congratulated my brother and sister-in-law on their the announcement of their daughter, and I made the statement that we are welcoming my fifth niece. And I apologize; it's my fourth niece. My daughter makes the fit or. This my brother's daughter will make the fifth. My daughter made the fourth. So on our side, family, she's making the tiebreaker, giving us her fifth girl. So I apologize. It's my fourth niece. So last week um, we talked about the chosen. We talked about how um, Jesus called Peter, and I think that that was. Um, I just love that story. It's one of my favorite stories. So I want to encourage you guys if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, episode forty, the chosen. Please go back and listen to it. I think it was a good, encouraging word. I know it was good for me. It fed me. It really rejuvenated my spirit. So I hope it can do the same for you guys. This week, um, I want to talk about loving your enemies. So this past week, um, actually, let me let me say this first. So as a lot of you may know, my family and I we've started a church. Um, it was back in April when we started it. So we've really been pouring a lot of our hearts and souls and time into the ministry. Um, and if there's anyone out there who spends a lot of time in the ministry or, or have started one or, you know, or in it, then you know that it um, it takes a lot of time and it can be tiring. And then sometimes it can feel like maybe you're not being poured into as much as you are pouring out. So my wife and I decided we were invited to um, the Ark Church in Kannapolis on a Wednesday night service um, by some good friends of ours. And so we immediately jumped to the opportunity to go get fed um, and just be able to be attendance of a church service instead of actually running one. And so they had um, they had guest speakers from Australia. They were talking about revival and they were talking about, you know, just a lot of things going on in the country. But she said something that really stuck out to me. And she was talking about she made the comment that you need to love your enemies pretty much. So what she said in a nutshell, she was talking, and I'm pretty sure she was talking about um, politics in today's country, but she said that they're not necessarily just your enemies, but it's someone that we should be fighting for. And so it really stuck out to me um, just because of what we're doing here at the podcast and, and the things that we talk about on our podcast. Obviously we're here. Um, like I said, you know, you can go read this on our Facebook page, Instagram. You can see it in our Spotify um, show description that we're here to challenge political and social landscapes of America with factual information and the truth of God's word. And so it really resonated with me on Wednesday night. And I just kind of wanted, um, that's what I want to talk about this week. Um, so this week we're talking about loving your enemies. And so there's going to be a couple things that we touch on. But for starters, I just want to pick up in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. So this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is Jesus talking here. And he, um, pick it up in verse 43. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you not even the tax or not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so right there, Jesus tells you, and like I said, this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is the big one that he gives. He says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. 
And so I think where we're at in America is we have missed on that. We've missed on that pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, I know that there's a lot of division in the country right now. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just in the country, it's in the church too. I mean, there's a lot of division going around. And what I want to encourage you guys with is that we should be praying for our enemies, no matter who it is, because that's what Jesus said to do. And see, and this is what I'm here to tell you. We were all enemies of the of the kingdom before we accepted Jesus as our redemption savior. And so what I'm here to tell you is, is that everyone that we come in contact with, especially non-believers, we should be praying for them. We should be fighting for those people. Even if they wish harm on us, even if they wish ill will on us, we should be praying for those individuals so that they can find the love of our Savior. And so one thing that I do and one thing I kind of want to touch on real quick on politics and on social landscapes in the country, I know that there's a lot of people against our biblical beliefs when it comes to politics and our social, the social agenda in this country. And I will speak out against those movements and those people. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not out of a hatred for those people. I believe that we have to call sin, sin. I believe that we have to come full of grace and full of truth. But that doesn't mean that I dislike those people. That doesn't mean that I hate those people. And what kind of resonated with me at this service was I started thinking about all the people that I speak out against as a whole. And I don't mean individually speaking. I don't ever individually speak out against people. But there are movements and there are groups of people that I just feel strongly against that we're supposed to meet it with biblical truths. But when I was sitting in that service, I just started began to, to think about all the people that I have said, you know, that we need to speak truth into. And I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know what it's and, and I've, again, I've said it before, but I felt like it, it hit my heart a little different on Wednesday is that it's not that I'm in opposition of those people, you know, out of like a, uh, a hatred. Like, yes, we are in opposition because I believe firmly in the word of God, but I should be fighting for those people. My life should be a reflection of the Father. My words should reflect the Bible and reflect the Father. So these people that I disagree with and these people that I speak out against, I want these people to find Jesus. And for all of you listening out there, especially if you're Christians, if you're believers, we should want people in opposition of us to come find the Father. And our lives should be an example of that to those individuals. And so this is what this is what this is what I know. I know that God has already fought our battles. And I know that God is is for us. And if he's for us, then no one can be against us. And so this is what I know that the battle is in God's hands. We sing a song yesterday at church. Uh, what a beautiful name. And I love the bridge of that song. And in, in the second half of the bridge, it starts with you have no rival and you have no equal. And this is what I want you believers out there to listen to. For, for just a second. God has no rivals. When we speak out against the wrongdoing in, in America, as far as I'm concerned, when you meet it with biblical truth, then you just have to pray on it and let it and, and give it to God because he has no rival. He has no one that can compete with him. So 
when we do our part by just living out a life of faith, speaking where we need to speak, but being quiet where we need to quiet and let our lives just reflect the Father. When we do that, we need to give it over to God and then just pray and allow God to do it. I want to read you guys the definition of what arrival is, because this is what I think is so strong about. It's just amazing about our, our father and our fight that we're in. The definition of, of, of rival is a person or thing competing with another for the um, same objective or superiority in the same field of activity. The verb said be or seem to be equal or comparable to. So do you hear what I'm saying when I say God has no rival? That means God has no equal or comparable to. There is no one comparable to our Father. No one. There is no one like our God. There's nothing like our God. No one, no thing can compare to our God. So when we do our jobs as believers of just simply living a life that worthy of the Father, the battle is in His hands. The one whom has no rival, the one who has no equal, the one that has no one comparable to him. It's his fight. And we have victory in that today because Jesus has already won. When he died on that cross, we won. We have victory in Jesus. So our fight is not a fight to go out there and necessarily, I guess, quote unquote, necessarily win because it's not ours to win. God already holds the victory. We just have to meet these people with grace and truth and let God do the rest. And so I want to read you the, the definition of an enemy real quick. It's a person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. And I would say, especially as a conservative Christian, the far left, the left movement, the progressive left, it is our enemy. On this earth. It is our enemy. That is a group of people who is actively opposed to the will of the Father. That is a group of people who is actively against and, and is hostile to the word of God. They are. But again, they might be our enemy, but they are no rival. And I want to I want you guys to hear that. They may be our enemy. We may have enemies on this world, but they aren't a rival. They can't compete. They might try to speak out. They might get hostile with us or with the word of God or with the church. But hear me, they are no rival. They are no equal to our God. And so where does that leave us? That leaves us with praying for the ones who wish harm on us. I pray every night with our boys for the leadership for this country. I do not approve of anything that they're doing. I didn't vote for him. I wouldn't vote for him. I stand in opposition of this minute administration, and I'll be—I'll tell anybody that. But that does not mean that I don't wish God's will into their lives. I pray every night that God humble their hearts. I pray every night that God reveals himself to them, and I encourage you guys to do the same thing. We have to pray for the people who are in opposition of us. That is our will. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do is to pray for one another. And so there's a couple of scriptures left that I want to read with you guys. And then we're going to wrap this week's up this week up. So going to Luke chapter 27 or excuse me, Luke chapter 6 verses 27 28 it says, "But to you who are listening and I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you." 
Scripture says it again, and it's all over Scripture. Going to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I urge then, first of all, that petition, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. I got to read that one again. 1 Timothy 2, and it's 1 through 4, actually. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all of those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Amen. That they all Come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved. That's the goal here, church. That's the goal. Anyone that stands in opposition of us, if we do what is good and pleases our Savior, then He can move. He can work. He will win that battle. We just have to allow Him to do it. And we do it through prayer and petition. Right there in 1 Timothy. And I encourage all of you guys, take these, take this scripture, read it for yourselves, meditate it on it, meditate on it yourself, and see what the Father's trying to read, uh, is what, what he's trying to reveal to you. There's one more verse I want to read. It's in Romans. Let me get it pulled up here. Romans chapter 12. We've been in this um, chapter before, starting in verse 14 and then 17 through 19. It says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Picking up in verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. It's not our revenge to have. It's not our power, it's God's power. We just have to be obedient to the will of the Father and allow Him to move. But I just gave you multiple scriptures, and this is where we win. We went through prayer. We went through interceding for these individuals in our country. This podcast, we're going to continue to speak out against social um, issues. We're going to continue to speak out against political issues. We're going to do it full of grace and full of truth. That's what we're here to do. Faith over fear. I will fear nothing. I don't fear man. I don't fear our government. I don't fear anything on this earth. It's faith over fear. I want to encourage you guys this week to love your enemy. And please dive into scripture this week. I just gave you a lot. I know I gave you a lot of scripture, but I want to encourage you guys to read it. Meditate on it. Let it be the food to your soul that you need. The more you dive into the word, the more you want it. I'm going to tell you, I've been reading through scripture all year, and and every day I read more and more, I want more and more. I'm supposed to read, it's like three or four chapters a day, I end up reading two, three days ahead. Because it's just so good, and I'm hungry for it. So I want to encourage you guys, get into the Word this week, and again, love your enemies. Pray for everyone, guys. Pray for everyone. I appreciate you tuning in this week, guys. As usual, if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, 
follow our podcast, share it with your friends or family if you like what you hear. And guys, again, it's about growing the kingdom. It's not about me. It's not about what I can do. It's what God can do through me and through you guys. I love you guys, and we'll see you next week.